Oh, one thing I think a lot of us can agree on, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of us that listen to true crime, we want to be able to solve these cases. We're interested in them, and if we could help, we would love to. We are doing so by sharing people's stories. I just wanted to talk about this a little bit because it's making it very hard for families to come out and actually like talk to me and other people that actually want to do good here. Frankly, it's pissing me off. True Crime Obsessed, they are a podcast that talks about documentaries and then they add in their own flair of what they think happened. Okay. That's fine. That's fair. But when you have someone like Erin Knabel with Andrea Knabel's case where her sister went missing and she is so willing to talk to anyone that will listen that you don't even bother to ask, hey, Erin, is anything that was said in this documentary true? Or is there anything that they left out that you would like to comment on? The fact that they didn't even do that. And then they also said that, oh, hey, listen to Aaron talk to us about this. And then come to find out Aaron's never talked to them, but they used her voice. What was this documentary? But they were acting like she was talking to them. That pisses me off. Okay. I understand there are some good documentaries out there. And there are some legit people that want to help. I'm not talking about those. I am talking about these people in in general. They did a shitty job with her documentary. They jump cut a lot of it. And you can actually tell, like, you're like, oh, wow, that piece is missing. And it's not because they didn't tell these producers. It's because the producers left them out. And then they also added their own flair to it to make it more interesting. That pisses me off. Andrea Knabel's case is so much more boring than what the documentary made it out to be. It's true. It's so much more boring. And it pisses me off that you guys at True Crime Obsessed decided you say her family hates her when that is simply that is not true. Her family loves her. Her family looks out for her. Her family is there for her. And you just decide that you're going to sit here and say all this nasty ass shit to her about her and her family. That's not cool. Okay. Andrea Knabel is my big sister. Um, I was actually born on her third birthday. Aww. So Yeah. So we always had a really special bond because of that. Again, it is from their point of view. We, do, we still don't know what was going through Andrea's mind. So True Crime Obsessed said that she was a PI working for Missing in America. Okay, this is not true. She has never been a PI. She does not have a PI license. Uh, she did not work for Missing in America. She volunteered occasionally, but this was not her full-time job. She did not get paid and she just volunteered her time occasionally okay they make it sound like oh she's a pi and she's working for them and like she's doing this all the time no this was occasionally they also said the group has a 96 percent rate of finding people i can't find anywhere that proves this is true or not true true crime obsessed also says and i quote one of the women who was found missing a missing person in four days flat is now missing so they're saying that andrea found a person that was missing in four days flat and now she's missing they didn't say who this woman is or anything like that they flat out 
say, oh, this one person was missing for four days and she helped find her. And now she's missing herself. Guess what? I can't find any information saying who this person that was missing for four days was missing or found by Andrea. There's no evidence of this. Okay, here we go. Nancy says Andrea is her best friend. Okay, she might have been to Nancy. Andrea was just so kind-hearted. Like, she was friends with everyone. And she didn't look at you for the things that you did. She looked at you as a person, as a real person, a caring, trusting person. She didn't care what you did in your past. She didn't care what you were doing right now. She looked at you as a real person with thoughts and feelings and was a genuine, just good person who was a good friend to everyone. We can want to help people too much. And sometimes that can cause people to take advantage of us. And I felt like Andrea was dealing with that a lot. I just want to put that out there. I also want to put out there that Andrea had had just fallen hard times lately. She got laid off from her job. I believe her car was broken down. So she didn't have anywhere to live to. Her dad's of her kids as of right now, until she could get her shit together, like was taking care of her kids. And because she is the person that she is, she makes friends with everyone. She's also a social butterfly and likes to have people around. So she would have people in and out of her own home quite frequently. With that being said, with her living with her mom, her mom didn't want people that she didn't know, rightfully so, in her home. And she didn't trust that when her mom was at work, that Andrea wouldn't just bring home random people. So that is why she didn't have a key. It wasn't because her family hated her, like True Crime Obsessed said. Oh, her family hates her and just doesn't want her to have a key to the house. No, that's not it. She just didn't want random people in her house and felt like she couldn't trust. She's like, you're more than welcome to be here. But I don't like having random strangers in my home. And this has happened before. This is a privilege that she had given Andrea in the first place. And then she started bringing random strangers home. And the thing is, is she's so friendly with everyone. Some of the people are good hearted, kind people. And some of them, not so much. But again, Andrea just saw a person. So my mom began going to doctor's appointments with her. Dad offered her to go to rehab. Um, we didn't know if that was something that she needed. But if it was, you know, we love her no matter what. Um, right. He was willing to, to pay for her to go there and, you know, get, get back to her normal self. And here's the thing. Was she just trying to self-medicate herself? And maybe she really did have like ADHD or something like that. Or was she still trying to like self-medicate herself in a negative way? Something we won't know. Obviously, you know, she had gone through a tough time. I can tell you that I went into a spiral of depression when I was let go from my job. That was hard. It took me a little bit to bounce back. And then, I mean, she had all these things just like happen at once. I'm sure all of you have had just one thing after another, bum, 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 hit you. And it feels like it's never going to stop. True Crime Obsessed also states that Sarah and Ethan were living at Sarah's mom's house the whole time they were remodeling it and that they've been living there for quite a while. And then right after and 
Maria disappears, they decide that they're going to go ahead and buy a home in Louisville. This is simply not true again. They already lived in Louisville. It's just about an hour away from Sarah's mom's house. So while Sarah's mom was renovating the home and Sarah and Ethan were helping renovate the home, they were living there just so that they could knock it all out and not have to travel an hour there and an hour back every single day that they were doing renovation. Okay. They did not move there after because they were hiding or anything like that. Truth I'm obsessed. That's not how that was. They also said they had no idea why Andrea was staying at her mom's house. Okay. You know what? This is on you. True crime obsessed. This is on you. Because if you just ask Aaron or Mike, which is her dad, they are so open and honest and willing to talk about Andrea's case that you would you would know why. She was having some personal issues at the time. They suspected that she might have been doing Adderall. They don't know for sure. They knew, you know, she was in a depressive state. I mean, and they gave her that time to, you know, get back on her feet and everything. And now they were having this conversation and apparently it got heated. It was more of a look, tough love sort of thing. You need to figure something out. We need to, you know, find you a job and, you know, a new place to live. And that way you can be a good parent to your boys and have them come stay with you again instead of right now staying with their dad. And yes, she was staying at her mom's. Again, though, the reason why she didn't have a house key is because she was bringing people by her her mom's home that her mom didn't know. And she didn't want like random people in the house. Completely understandable, especially if you have, you know, if you suspect someone of doing drugs as well. True Crime Obsessed also said that they talked to Aaron. This is not true. In a clip, they said that they talk to her, they did not speak with her directly. That was a clip that was actually from the documentary. They also don't imply that Erin is just saying she wishes she could go back and change anything that night. And then True Crime Obsessed says, you're lying, just be honest with us. Like, you don't really care about her, you hate her. How fucking disrespectful are you? I feel good about that. Are you serious right now? I have so many regrets about this night. Um, but she knocked on my door. Um, I, I got up and, and opened the door. Like, Aaron, I, I can't get in the house still. Can I please just st- stay with you? And and I told her, I'm, I'm sorry, Andrea. No, you can't. And, and she cried. And it's just, it's hard, you know? You never want to end. And I was used to always being the one, you know, to to help her. She accepted that I said no. And that was really the first time I had told her no. So I wanted to make sure that she was okay as she left my house. So I went to the front of my house. I looked out my kitchen window, hoping I just wanted to check on her and see how (laughs) if she was better. The hardest thing is just thinking like, what if I would have done things differently? But the last time I saw my sister... She was looking at her phone, walking away on the sidewalk. She was kind of like doing this, like scrolling through her phone as she walked away. Um, Interviews with people that have had missing persons and actually get the real information so that we can find them. And I'm so fucking sorry that it's a lot more boring than what you expected. Guess what? 
least I can sleep at night and knowing that that at least I'm trying. I think the true crime obsessed says they said that Sarah and Ethan were the only ones that got interviewed twice and said that Mike, her dad, wouldn't answer to why they only viewed twice. They said Mike hates Ethan and Sarah and they just all hate each other. Bailed. Basically, they moved away so that they don't have to be questioned anymore and moved to Lexington, Kentucky. They also mentioned that the whole family must hate Andrea. And that's why she doesn't have a key to the house. Again, I've been through this. It's not true. Sarah and Ethan went to Louisville because they freaking lived there. I'm sorry. They didn't move from like to Lexington. They moved to Louisville. That's why they went back there. They were only up at her mom's house because they were helping Sarah's parents renovate the home. The reason Andrea didn't have a key is because she had random people showing up at her mom's house and she didn't want those random people in her house. And she was possibly doing Adderall that she wasn't prescribed to. Which Adderall, again, that can be great for someone like me that has ADHD. But for someone who's neurotypical, yeah, it can it can mess you up. And I don't know what her mental state is. Maybe she does have ADHD. Maybe it was actually like helping her. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Only she knows. Only Andrea knows. This is her mom's right. It's her home. If she doesn't want random people in her home, then she shouldn't have random people in her home. And if Andrea can't respect that enough to be trusted with a key, then yeah, she can stay there. She just can't have a key because she's going to bring random people in. Makes sense. I can honestly say I wouldn't want random people in my house either. So True Grandma Obsessed also says that Suzette's car was seen crossing the bridge at the same time that Andrea went missing. This is also untrue. Suzette's toll statement showed that it was going across the bridge. It was like around 3.16. And this was p.m., not a.m. True Crime Obsessed also said that Sarah hated Andrea and Sarah was mad at her dad for spending time looking for Andrea and not being there for her. What what dad and I have chosen to do is to use our grief to put it. We want to put it to action, put it towards something positive. So I'm I'm doing everything I can to just be a voice for her and and the hope that she could still be okay and we can still get her back. That really gives me strength. Dan also, but Sarah could be upset and like you you don't even like speak to me anymore. I I can see that. Like I I can see both sides of this, but it's not that you freaking said Sarah hated Andrea. That's not true. And when it comes to her mom, like some people just don't want to be in the spotlight when it comes to these things. And it's okay for her mom not to have to talk about this. Why are you dogging on her mom for not wanting to talk about this? True crime obsessed. You also stated that Andrea was a different person with different people and that she just was a chameleon. It was something about her and they just don't know what was wrong with her. Seriously, I want to scream at you guys right now. Like, seriously, if you can't even have the decency just to even talk to Aaron, you would know that Andrea was just struggling and she's not a chameleon. Okay, yes, they have pictures of her with some, like, being skinnier and having some weight and not makeup and makeup on. Can you honestly say that you look the exact same when you've gained weight and lost weight? When you have makeup on and you don't? When you have this color of hair versus this, or do you say that you look a little different, maybe a little better in some, maybe not. She's not a chameleon. They just took pictures 
from different parts of her life to be like, hey, look, you know, this is her as when she was this big. This is her as, you know, maybe a little bit bigger. This is her with short hair. This is her with long hair. People look different when they have a different style on. They're just trying to get all the pictures and information out there so that you know. For Crime Obsessed also said that Andrea's case is connected with another one that was a big case. This is not true. Missing in America was dealing with this one case, looking into a missing person's account. That was a bigger case. And once they found out that it was a little bit more dangerous, they pulled out. Andrea never worked on that case. There is no proof that she worked on that case. True Crime Obsessed also implies that Tracy burnt down his own building. And they said... True Crime Obsessed implies that Tracy burns down his own building and Andrea's case files in it. Why would he do that? He spent years working on this case and you're going to tell me, and I get it. People are like, well, why didn't you just back it up? He's old fashioned. He keeps everything written down. I'm sure you guys know people like that that just refuse to use as much as they could. You know, he didn't burn down his own freaking building if i remember correctly and i could be wrong but i believe it was an electrical fire they also said that the fact that andrea didn't have a key to the house means that her family didn't want her there and she said that aaron said that andrea said that sarah hit her aaron stated to me she said i don't know i don't know if she hit her or not i wasn't there that's it i don't i don't freaking know and again just because she doesn't have the key to the house doesn't mean that they didn't want her there and doesn't mean that they freaking hate her. Please stop saying that. True Crime Obsessed also says that Aaron is being suspicious and not giving them everything. And Andrea was a black sheep and being ganged up on. There is a difference between tough love and hating on someone. They have already spent a lot of time, money, effort to help her. She's got to want to help herself. And I know the kind nature of Erin, and I know that she wanted to, but she also knew about that she just got into this new home. And if you listen to my interview, it's something about, I can't remember exactly, but that essentially the neighbors can decide that you don't live there anymore. <laughs> they have like kind of like a voting system where they can decide that it, you don't live there anymore. They can literally like vote you out. I love Andrea to death. And, and if it was just her, she would be welcome to be here forever. Mm -hmm. But I was just worried that with my family or not my family, sorry, with her, the friends that she had, I was nervous about going to work the next day. And having, you know, different people that she was friends with coming and going at my house because she was, that was one of the arguments was like different people were coming over, like a lot of different people showing okay. up at my mom's house. And so I was like, I, I just, I don't just feel comfortable. Got, yeah. Like I just literally just got this place. I don't know my neighbors. You know, this is my safe place for my, to raise my children. Uh, it was just very stressful to me thinking about, what's I'm getting up early I'm getting up at like 6 30 or 7 in the morning taking my kids to where they go and going to work the next day she's not working I didn't know what was going to happen it's just it was stressful to me 
Erin even says in that interview I did with her, if she was just there for another few minutes, I would have probably been like, okay, come in. She's like, but I was tired. I needed to go to bed. I have kids in the morning I have to take care of. I have to look out for myself now too. And I also offered what I could to her. And Trigram also says that they changed the lock to keep Andrew, which isn't true. They weren't trying to keep her out to make sure that she couldn't get into the house. Like, no, that's not true. And apparently, Andrea's ex-boyfriend's girlfriend states that Andrea took over her ex-boyfriend's meth business. And then she says that Sarah and Andrea got into a fist fight the night before she went missing. She's also claiming that Andrea and her were friends. But I don't know how much this is true. People also like to insert themselves in, in these type of situations. Again, though, it sounds like Andrea was very nice to everyone. So could she have been friendly to her ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend? Yeah, possibly. Did she take over his meth business? I I don't know. I personally don't think so. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen in research, I don't think she was doing meth. If anything, it might have been Adderall. But they're not the same. Despite what y'all might think, they're not the same. They might have some of the same tendencies, but it, they're, they're not. Also, they mention about her picking at her face and having sores all over her face. Again, the interview that I did with Erin explains this as well. And they're like, oh, well, she must have been on meth because she was just picking at her face. Must have thought there were bugs on there. No. Both Andrea and Erin and myself suffer from what's called eczema. They, however, are lucky enough to get it on their faces. I'm not so lucky. I only get it on like my elbows, my legs, my butt. (laughs) So that's been debunked because they're like, oh, well, she went in and got like some cream to go over her face and was freaking out. Yeah, because guess what? If you have like... Goes away and your face looks nice. She was wanting to go to the doctor to get some medicine for her face because she was having a breakout on her face. A lot of people are very judgmental about this this part of it. Like we have eczema; it runs in my family. I actually have a little bit on my face right now, but I'm covering it with makeup. You know, I don't know. What do you think? True crime obsessed also says that Andrea was using counterfeit money. And they go, what they're doing is they're talking about the storage unit. The storage unit had Andrea's stuff in it, as well, though, as some of her ex-roommates. Things in there were, you know, as well. So it's not just her stuff, okay? And Andrea's ex-roommate used to do some film production. So this really fake-looking $100 bill... It's money that they used in film. But True Crime Obsessed is like, oh my God, she's making counterfeit money. And they found a printer. Like, okay. I have a printer. Actually, I think I even still have a dead printer that doesn't work. 
in my closet as well as the one that does work. And you know what? I have monopoly money as well. So does that mean that I'm also doing counterfeit money? Oh my God. Are you doing counterfeit money? Oh my God. Guys, don't tell anyone, but I think we're all, we all have counterfeit. Trickram Obsess also said that Andrea had several different Facebook pages. But they don't say. As a lot of those Facebook pages were made after she went missing, not before. <laughs> um, and the only page that she had before she went missing has now been disabled. Aaron has been contacting Facebook and trying to get it re-enabled. And if you'd like, you can sign um, the change.org that I have up there to you know, help her get her sister's Facebook page up. I don't think that there is anything. There is something for the deceased, but there's not anything for if you go missing for people to be able to preserve that. And uh, I don't think that's right. I don't think that they should be able to just disable it whenever they want. Like this is your family member. No, you're not like deceased. You're just missing. Your family should be able to have some type of, you know, control or at least be able to see it. True Crime Obsessed also said that Andrea was sleeping with Ethan. I can't prove this, but neither can you. So please stop. And then again with the meth, you're saying that she's doing meth again. Okay. There's no track marks on her arms that her family has noticed. She might be doing Adderall. That's what they think. They're not 100% sure. So they don't even know where the fuck do you get off saying that she was doing meth? Excuse me. True crime obsessed. I get it. You just look at the documentaries and then you go based off of that and then you put your own two cents into it. But you also said that you want to help find Andrea. Okay, this is not helping. This is making things worse for the family. They're having to re-explain all the blatant lies that you're telling and saying, None of that is true. Here's the truth. And the fact is that Aaron is so open and willing to talk. And then you not only blatantly lie and say that you talked to her, but you've never reached out to her in the beginning and never gotten her two cents is utterly disgusting. Okay. I get it. You're not an interview podcast, but you could at least contact her and be like, hey, I'm going to do a doc. Like I'm, gonna, I'm watching this documentary. I'm going to do an episode on it. Is there anything that you would like me to put your input in on? Why is that so fucking hard? Why? You're the reason why these cases are not being found. Okay. Not the main reason. Okay. But this is not helping. This is actually like destroying their chances of finding her and bringing her home with all this bullshit. I didn't even mention the fucking cartel that you brought up. No, there you go. Never in the cartel. Okay. And honestly, if she was, then why the hell would you be sitting there prancing that around? Oh, yeah, because guess what? You know damn well, the cartel, if she was involved, her family would have been hit already. Just saying, they don't take nicely to that shit. My main reason to get on and talk about this shit is because this is bullshit, okay? It's bullshit. It's fucked up that people like you 
And people like those goddamn producers that did that shitty ass documentary, like jump cut what she was saying and instead put out blatant lies about her. Do I have my own theories and shit of what happened to people? Absolutely. Do I think it's okay to get ideas going? Yes. True Crime Obsessed, you owe Drake Knabel's family an apology. And I hope in the future that you will do the right thing and try to at least like reach out to the family and see what they have to say about it. Because (laughs) sadly enough, not all documentaries are the whole truth. I hope that you can do better. And if you truly wanted to help Andrea, and this is for you, True Crime Obsessed, if you really wanted to help her like you said you did, you do the right thing. You'd contact her family, apologize, retract what you said, and get a real statement. All right. Now, guys, that's all I have to say. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching wherever you're at. And as always, just keep fucking going. Because, man, it's a ride.